Welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my home school, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus. I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world, and the easier it is to live more simply. So I don't know if you heard this week, I have a special episode on the podcast in addition to this one. Um, If you are a parent of a teenager or especially a homeschool parent, you'll want to listen to it. Even if you just have little ones, it's one of those good ones to give you wisdom for the future or pass along to a friend that might be in that season of life. I hope that you were able to listen to that. Um, And today we're going to talk about a few different things, kind of um, Christmas stuff, just some encouragement in general, and we'll see how it goes. But before I start, I want to thank my podcast sponsor, as always, Apologia. Right now you can enter to win. Um, They are having a Baking Spirits Bright uh, giveaway, and it says, enter to win with hands-on learning through baking. Isn't that wonderful that during homeschool uh, holiday season, you can count baking as homeschool, science and math and all that fun stuff. So it says your kitchen is the perfect place for baking memories. It's also a great place to mix some science and math into your baking activities. If you want to learn more this holiday season while you're in your kitchen, you can download the free ebook, Baking Spirits Bright, and enter to win the homeschool curriculum giveaway. So that's really cool. Go check out everything Apologia has to offer at Apologia.com. So speaking of Christmas, who is, uh, you know, feeling stressed out? Who is feeling peaceful this Christmas? I want to know how you guys are handling the holiday hustle and bustle season. Uh, I think the past few years, because things were always a little, you know, different and haywire since 2020. um, I feel like maybe this year people have kind of gotten back into a little bit more normalcy. But then again, normalcy pre-COVID, I still feel like was, um, you know, normal holiday season is to walk around saying how stressed and busy you are. And I think Satan would like nothing more than for us to take our eyes off of Jesus during this holiday season, because of course, you know, that is really what Christmas is all about. We are, you know, if you think about really the meaning of Advent and what we are doing when we are anticipating our Savior's birth. And, you know, He is already here. We already have Jesus, but we can use this time to kind of, you know, reflect on what it really means to think about, you know, what it was like before Jesus came into this world and how this great event changed the course of history and humankind and changed the course of our souls. Like, you know, it's just such an amazing time to really reflect on the gift that we have in Jesus. It's such an amazing time to 
um, sit back and remember that he is our savior. He gives us peace. He gives us joy and love and hope and all of those things. And yet the enemy steals our joy, our peace, our hope, and our love at this season because he takes our eyes off of Jesus and puts it on number one ourselves really and all the things you know we say we have to do and the shopping and the consumerism you know it's just like the enemy to take something good and distort it and that happens I've done uh, podcast episodes in the past you can go way back in the archives and look up you know a simple Christmas and things like that did those episodes for many years and you know just kind of touching on that again today you know, as we approach this season, are we going to be conformed to the world or are we going to um, be transformed by Jesus? And are we going to look like the world? And, you know, I find it very sad that as Christians, when people say, you know, how are you this, you know, during this Christmas season that we respond, gosh, I'm so stressed. I'm so busy. You know, I have all my shopping to do. I have all these things to do. We should be responding with, we are are joyful we are hopeful Jesus is coming right but again it's just like Satan to come in and steal from us and to make us think that it's normal to participate in the stresses of the holiday that it's normal to even complain you know we all do it I've done it so I'm not over here saying like you know every time I I speak or write or anything it's not because I'm over here to convent condemn or convict I'm like talking to myself anything I share are always lessons that I have learned lessons I may be walking through right now so I totally get it I have been there where people say, you know, how are you during this Christmas season? And I'm, you know, responding with, there's not enough time in the day. I'm so busy. I'm so stressed, you know, and it's so ridiculous because this is the season where we're, you know, supposed to be awaiting the Savior that came to this earth to save us from our sin. The joy that we have in Jesus is something that we should be sharing, is something that we should be reflecting. You know, it's funny, the other day we were driving and we were talking about how it's so dark right now. I live on the East Coast, so, you know, we have the whole daylight savings and it gets so dark because we just turned the clocks back recently and it the sun sets around, I think, before 4 30 even but it literally especially if it's a cloudy rainy day you can feel it starting to get dark already at like 3 3 30 it is so depressing <laughs> and so i am working at my church and a lot of times i go in and in the evening and so we're driving down in the dark and for somebody like me who can be a very um homebody and wants to just stay in when it's dark especially because i have to drive on country roads without light um <clears throat> You know, it's it's kind of funny that this job is taking me out of my comfort zone, that I have to go out in the dark and um, drive out to church and all that. So we were driving and it was so dark. We were coming home one night from church. It was probably like 9.30. And um, we were talking though about how it gets dark so early. It's so dark at night. And, you know, like in the summer, you can go out at night and you don't think anything of it. It's like the sun doesn't set till like nine o'clock at night. But in the in the winter, it's like, you know, you're just really feeling the darkness. And especially where I live, we don't have street lights. Uh, many of the roads are, you know, farms and country roads. So it's pretty dark when we're driving. And so we are talking about that. 
But yet we were also noticing all the Christmas lights on the homes and, you know, in my little tiny, tiny town, because we just have this little tiny town that we live in with a little tiny center of town. Um, You know, there's some decor up and some lights in the center of town. But I said to my sons, could you imagine that there was no Christmas during this time, no Christmas lights, how dark it really would be? I said, it would be like feeling even darker. I said, what a beautiful picture about Christmas lights and how we are anticipating the light of the world and how the darkest time of the year is December, you know, in terms of daylight. It's the darkest time of the year. And yet, praise the Lord that Christmas time, many people put up lights and there's such a symbol there of the light of Jesus breaking into the darkness of the world. So I said to them, imagine we didn't celebrate Christmas like the whole world didn't. And so there were no Christmas lights up right now. It would be pretty dark. And then I was like, well, that's pretty much what it was like before Jesus came, right? The people were living in darkness and then they had seen a great light. And so why do we as Christians participate in letting Satan, really the enemy, come in and steal our joy? You know, we aren't supposed to look like the world. We aren't supposed to see Christmas as this, you know, big, stressful. I I will admit, there are times in my life where I've been like, I just can't wait till Christmas is over so we can get back to normal because I am tired of like the really busy schedule, all of the events on the calendar, you know, having to do Christmas cards and Christmas cookies and shopping. And, you know, it felt very overwhelming, especially when my children were younger, And, you know, even in school, it's like we have to do all the Christmas things, the Christmas crafts, the Christmas, you know, all the stuff you're supposed to, quote unquote, do. And so it's like, why do we get caught up in that? And how on earth can I have that thought that I can't wait till this is over? I guess part of me can't wait until like the cultural part of it is over, you know, the stressful stuff. But really, why would I wish it away? Why would I wish away this time where I can reflect on the Savior of the world, the light coming into my darkness, in my dark life, saving me from my darkness and my sin? And so we need to rethink Christmas a little bit. You know, we need to rethink um, our mindset. And are we reflecting on? that light out into the dark world? Are we just getting caught up in all of the cultural norms of complaining and being overscheduled and being too busy? You know, going back to homeschool, like I said, when my kids were little and I felt like we needed to do all the Christmas things and all the Christmas crafts and all the Christmas special lessons and all that. My kids at this age, you know, they're teenagers now. We don't do any of that. Um, And guess what? They'll be just fine. (laughs) So if you have little ones and you're feeling the need to like, keep up with, you know, the Joneses of Christmas to keep up with what everyone else is doing. Please, I implore you to remember that your life is your life and you do your life the way God calls you to do. You don't have to keep up with what everybody else is doing. I mean, even when my kids were little, we always did simple, simple Christmas crafts. We did not do anything crazy and elaborate. Um, I think if anything, the last three years has really taught us like what matters most and what's really important. And you know, people and relationships. And again, focusing on Jesus at this time. If you have children, the most important thing you can do at this Christmas time, and of course, all year round is point them to Jesus, to uh, do a Christmas devotional with them. And again, it doesn't have to be elaborate. And it does, I'm not saying to do a Christmas devotional with them. So you're like, oh yeah, right. I need to go do that. And you find one and then you're doing it with your kids just to check it off your list. 
We should really be wanting to share the meaning of Christmas and to share Jesus with our kids because we are excited about Jesus and we want to, you know, show that to them. It is not to put it on the list as something else to do during Christmas time. It is not something we have to do. It is something that we would want to do, that we would desire, that we would hunger and thirst for his word, not we're doing it because that's what you're supposed to do. That's what, you know, that's what you do at Christmas time. So pull out some special Christmas books, maybe pull out some special videos or DVDs or, you know, find some, um, you know, faithful, faith-filled movies or documentaries about Christmas, things like that. You know, that's all learning, but really point them to Jesus. There's nothing better than just pulling out the Bible. You don't even need a fancy devotional. You don't even need a fancy craft. Just pulling out his word. Read through Luke 2. You know, read through it and dig into it a little more. You know, we all feel like it's so familiar in our um, Simply Living for Him online community this month. We're actually writing through it. And it's like, you know what? It's so familiar to all of us. We feel like, oh, you know, we have to read it because it's something you do. But then when you dig into a little bit, you know, looking up if your kids are older, looking up some word meanings, looking up some commentary, understanding the history of what was going on at the time in the world that Jesus was born. Like all of these things, these are more meaningful things. And basically, when we are being transformed by the Spirit, that's going to overflow into our lives, and it's going to affect how we approach the Christmas season. So if we are filled up on the Spirit, and we are filled up on the um, the truth of God's Word, and we are you know, displaying evidences of the Spirit working in us by the fruits of the Spirit, we have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control, all of these things. And it affects how we approach Christmas. You know, we aren't focused on the gifts. You know, we aren't focused on the material things. We aren't focused on the to-do lists. And I know just practically speaking, life gets busy in general at this time because I feel like, especially now because the past few years were a little different, everybody's having like a Christmas party, a Christmas celebration, right? You have like a youth group party. You might have a work party. You might have, you know, um, a ladies party at church. You might have um, a Christmas party at church for families. You might have, you know, your co-op is having a Christmas party and it does, it gets really busy and you feel like, you know, all of these things. That's why it's so important to keep yourself grounded in the word so that you aren't getting caught up. You aren't wishing it away like I used to do when my children were little. I would wish it away. I just can't wait till Christmas is over so we can get back to normal. You know, if your house isn't decorated because, you know, you're busy and it's not looking like aesthetically pleasing or you think everybody at, like every everybody else's houses look, please don't worry about it. Your kids are going to remember you during the holiday season. They're not going to remember that you had the perfect house. And it's funny because you guys probably saw, if you follow me on Instagram or Facebook, I posted about our tradition with our Christmas tree. So when we were, when I was little, my parents had us buy an ornament every single year, pick one out, and they would put the date on it. And when we got married, they gave us all of our ornaments. So I wanted to do the same for my children. So every year, 
they got to pick out an ornament and it was always fun. It kind of like, you know, maybe my daughter was into violin that one year, she picked out a little violin or maybe, you know, my son was playing baseball one year and he picked out a little baseball player or, you know, whatever it was they were into at that time. And so they would always pick out an ornament. We would put the date on it with their initials and we thought we would give them to the children when they grew up and got married. So my daughter got married um, <clears throat> two, no, not two years ago, only a year ago, but this will be her second Christmas married. And so we didn't give her her ornaments. She didn't really want them. She wanted her own tree and her own, um, you know, theme of her tree and how she wanted to decorate it. <clears throat> and quite frankly, like the big bird ornament for when she was little and the Elmo or whatever it was kind of things weren't really, you know, her desire to put on her tree. And so it's so funny because... <clears throat> I realize now that they're not taking their ornaments with them. And I have all mine from when I was little. My husband has a ton he inherited. We have tons that we, you know, just got over the years. And then four children, each getting an ornament every year. Those are on the tree. And now that my daughter is married, her husband gets it to pick out an ornament with the family. And he gets an ornament on the tree. And we still get her an ornament. And we keep continuing the tradition. Our tree is a literal explosion of our life. Like it is a timeline back from 1975 when I was born. Because I literally still have all of my ornaments. They're vintage now. Um, <clears throat> you know, and all the crazy things. The homemade ones we got along the way that my kids made. You know, in Sunday school. Or the um, little, there's one year that was so special that we didn't, there's only one year we didn't buy ornaments for the kids because Steve had lost his job. And so the kids all made ornaments that year rather than buying them. And we still have those. We have the little Lego um, <clears throat> baby Jesus and you know, we just, they're all so special. It's a literal timeline of our life. It's a literal timeline of my childhood. It's a literal timeline of my children's childhood. And now they're adulthood because we're still having them pick out ornaments and even including the spouses. But the funny thing is, you know, now that they're they're grown up um, and the teenagers, the past two years, they've decided to go all obnoxious on the ornaments. Like last year, they all got they all decided they were going to get gold and they were like the tackiest, most obnoxious ornaments like this big, you know, I don't know if it was like a gold lion or we have like, I don't know, just whatever. And then this year they did. They got the funniest ones they could find. So my tree is ridiculous. It is not aesthetically pleasing. I have pictures of it on Instagram, but I will tell you this year and I will tell you the other thing. There are like double ornaments on branches. There's there's more ornaments than there is tree at this point. It is completely covered. So you will walk in and see this tree. It's not one of those trees you're like, oh, wow, what a beautiful tree, you know, with the perfect ribbon garland going around it and the perfectly spaced, you know, colored ornaments or balls and the white lights and the beautiful, you know, um, aesthetically pleasing Pinterest perfect Instagram ideal tree. No, you will walk in and be like, whoa, what happened? <laughs> it is literally our life exploded onto a tree. Guess what? Why do I need it to be aesthetically pleasing for other people? I literally, and I get it, like, I kind of wish, like I said to them, maybe we need two trees, one that just brings me a lot of like peace and joy because it's like, you know, whatever, but I can't afford that right now. So I'd much prefer the um, timeline tree of our life that is a big mishmash. <clears throat> And so we have that, um, you know, everything up. And so I would sit there at night 
and I have, you know, the lights on and I just look at it and I guess get so happy. I see the little um, ornament that my daughter made. It's her little picture when she was like three years old. You know, I see the little um, big bird that she picked out one year that I remember being like, it's this giant big bird, like from Sesame Street and being like, really? That's what she picked out. It's kind of like big and yellow. I see the crazy ornaments that the young adults picked out the past two years. I see the beautiful little um, silver cello that my daughter picked out the one year when she was into cello. I see, you know, all of these things and it brings me such joy. Uh, and it, it's a literal, like a testimony of what God has done in our lives. It's a literal um, timeline and testimony to just look at. And I feel like, isn't that what Christmas should be about? It should not be about outward appearances, but the inward change that Jesus brings when he comes into the world, the inward change that he has brought into my life and my family's life. And so I just am so thankful that um, I kind of put that whole thing aside. You know, even as far as decorating the house, I am not a big decorator. You guys know that I talk about that a lot. We're simple. I'm, I just, I don't, you know, it doesn't bring me joy to try to like spend a lot of time or money on, um, decorating, even though of course I want my home to be an inviting place and to look nice and to be a sanctuary for us and for those who step in our front door. But I don't get too caught up in that kind of stuff. So, a couple of years back, we also started this tradition of um, after Thanksgiving dinner, our, um, our extended family goes home and the kids one year were like, can we decorate for Christmas? And I was like laid out on the couch, dead tired from the Thanksgiving dinner. And I was like, well, I don't really feel like decorating. They're like, no, we want to do it. We want to do everything. And this was, you know, as they were in their teenage years and being old enough to do these things. And I was like, sure, have at it. And I'm not one to sit there and say, put this bow here, put that wreath there. I don't care. I just wanted them to have fun putting things wherever they wanted to put them. You know, I may do a little rearranging the next day if I really feel like, you know, something needs to be fixed. But really, whatever. Isn't that what it's about? Family and traditions and uh, relationships. So I let them, you know, decorate. And we've been doing that every year since. So Thanksgiving night, everybody goes home and mommy lays on the couch while the kids decorate. And, you know, it takes a few days to clean up the mess after they bring out the boxes and all that. But it is so much fun and so worth it. And so now that I have older sons as well, they do you know some lights on the porch outside and decorate the front we don't go too crazy with outdoor decorations either but you know some white lights on the porch again thinking about we as you drive by our house it's a light in the darkness december is the darkest month and we get to bring light in our home and that's a reminder of what we need to do in the world you know, the world is December all the time. It's dark. And here we get to shine the light of Christ into people's lives and reflect his light. And so I've been letting my kids, you know, just um, do those things these past few years. It takes a lot of stress off of you. Now, some of you are type A out there and you're listening and you're like, that would be so stressful. And so maybe that would not take away your stress. Maybe it would be so stressful to let others decorate. For me, if you listen to my previous episode episode about how I am not a type A, um, I'm just like, have at it, you know? I don't, 
need to control how everything looks because I know that life is about more than how things look. And so, you know, not to say that if you're a type A and that's just how you thrive, like you need to do those things, like that's not wrong. It's just we're all built different. Um, and so I've let my kids do that. My one son wraps all the presents, obviously not the kids' presents, because I can't wrap for my life. I am the worst wrapper of presents in the history of wrapping presents, I kid you not. And so little fun unknown fact, but my first job, I think it was my first job ever when I was in high school, um, I worked in a homework store in town after school. And after about six months, I was stocking the Christmas, I'm not the Christmas, I was stocking the cards, just the holiday, um, keep saying holiday, the Hallmark cards, um, you know, the year round cards, that was basically my job was to stock the cards and vacuum up at the end of the day. Um, and so after six months, they decided that I had been there long enough, I was allowed to go up and learn the register. And that included wrapping presents. Uh, I wrapped presents one day and they told me I was never allowed to wrap presents again. So yeah, I'm not a good wrapper. I don't understand how much paper to use. I always cut too much and just crumple it all. So my son, he wraps the presents again. Delegate. It takes a lot of that stress away and he enjoys it. He does it meticulously and he does it perfectly. So let others use their gifts and talents to help you. I'm not gifted in wrapping, but my son is. So let him do that. Let the kids help bake. You know, it doesn't have to be elaborate Pinterest perfect recipes. Make the, you know, tried and true old school sugar cookies, you know, the peanut butter blossoms, which I actually make all year round because my kids love them. Um, you know, the, the chocolate chip cookies, like the standards. And, you know, it's about just having fun. I make a very easy fudge recipe. That's like one of the things I do every year, but it's so easy. It's like with the carnation milk and the chocolate chips and it is like the easiest thing ever. And it's a great thing to give as gifts if you package it in a little box or whatever and it's so easy, but yet it's, you know, something that everybody enjoys. But let everybody help you. That's what it's all about. So if you're feeling too that your schedule is getting too complicated, just look around and say, what are the things that I really want to do that are really going to bring me joy so that I can reflect Jesus? Because remember, it's not all about you. And what are the things that are maybe going to be a bit too overwhelming? Like, do we have to participate in every single thing and evaluate your schedule like that? If you make Christmas stressful, then that gets transferred to everybody else. and The whole family feels stressful. And we have to remember this one. This is what I'm going to kind of talk about on my other point today. It's not all about us. And I say that again, sharing that I've been thinking these things for my own self. So it's not like I'm over here thinking I have the answers to everything and I'm telling everybody what to do. These are the things I've been thinking. Like we just need to stop thinking about ourselves so much. You know, life is about Jesus and it's about serving him. And I think we can get very, and I say we, meaning me, very caught up in how do I feel about this? Is my schedule too busy? Am I overwhelmed? I, I, I. Like we don't even realize how much we are consumed with ourselves. And lately I've just been thinking like, stop thinking about yourself 
so much. Like if you truly believe Matthew 6.33, which is my life verse, and you truly want to seek him first, and you truly put God first in everything, and this is going to include in all your Christmas activities and your Christmas season, but in regular life too, if you truly are putting him first, and you submit and you surrender to him, you're, gonna, you're going to trust that he's going to take care of everything you need. We don't have to think about ourselves so much. Like, I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so busy. I, I, I. If you're truly serving the Lord, you're not thinking about yourself. If you're truly serving others, you're not thinking about yourself. I always say, if you're complaining about serving, you're not serving, right? So if we can really like just at Christmas time and all times, stop thinking about ourselves so much. Every day I've been praying and I'm just like, Lord, let this day be for you. Let me do the things you want me to do. Let me think about you more than I think about me. So if you start spending time in the word, you start praying, you're focused on him, you're not going to think about yourself so much. You're going to be so in awe of him and so filled up with who he is and so, you know, filled with the spirit. You don't need to constantly think, you know, even like when you go to pray, it's a lot of times like, okay, Lord, Here's the things I need. Now, first of all, he knows everything you need, right? He knows all you need. And that's not to say he doesn't want us to come and ask and to present our requests, because he does tell us in in the Bible that we are to, um, you know, uh, go to him and ask. And I think, though, we have to approach it like, who on earth are we talking to? Um, remember we're talking to God. So we don't go to this like flippant conversation like, Oh God, I need this and I need that and help me with this. Like he knows, but there's such a time for prayer to just meditate on who he is for a while. I would just go before my prayer time and I would say Genesis one, one to myself in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth because it would get my mindset to remember like who I'm talking to. Right. And there's this humility that comes over you when you remember how magnificent and powerful and indescribable and all that God is, and that's who you're talking to. And so, you know, I think it's really important that we just think about him more than we think about ourselves. Like during the day, rather than thinking about your to-do list and how you feel, I mean, we are experts these days at personality tests and who are we and we want to know ourselves and self-care and self-love and me, 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 me. Can you imagine we put that much emphasis on Jesus? Can you imagine we put that much emphasis on knowing God that we do on ourselves? Because truly when you know God, then you will know yourself. Because he created you. So start thinking about him way more than you think about yourself. And that goes for Christmas time as well. Like thinking about Jesus during this season, you're going to stop worrying about all the little details that the world puts on you during this season. But in everyday life, when you are thinking about God more than you think about yourself and you're thinking about how magnificent he is, how powerful he is, who he is, that he's sovereign, that he's all knowing, that he um, is in control of everything. Like the more you think about him, 
the less you're going to think about yourself, the more you think about him, the less kind of needy you are to be like, oh Lord, I need this, I need that. You realize he knows all you need. Just follow him. You become more in line with his will. Because I, I think our society, we think about ourselves like constantly, you know, and even saying that it sounds like I'm being mean, like, well, of course, we're supposed to think about ourselves. We have to love ourselves. No, God loves us way more than we love ourselves. We have to think about, uh, you know, the, the world would tell us we have to care for ourselves, take care of ourselves, put ourselves first, you know, or you, you know, that whole thing, like you have to care for yourself or you won't be able to care for others. I mean, that is true. But if you're not caring about God first, you're not caring about yourself because he created you and he knows how to care for you. So we have to be careful of our mindset that what the world tells us can be good, but in and of itself, it might be a little bit skewed. Yes, we have to care for ourselves. Yes, we have to know ourselves. Yes, we have to, you know, love ourselves. But if we aren't doing those things with loving God most, and wanting to know him most, then we're really just becoming very selfish human beings that are only thinking about ourselves. If we're thinking about God, he's going to tell us how to think about ourselves. If we're spending time with him, that is a reflection into this dark world. If we know him, we're going to know ourselves more. If we understand his love, we're going to love others the way we should. If we understand him, we're going to be starting to be transformed and filled by the spirit. And that is then what affects our attitudes, our, ha- our actions, our behaviors in this world at Christmas time and all times. And so it's all about him and not about us. I'm not saying that we're not important. Obviously, he made us. We are important, but who? what is our importance in light of him? Why did he make us? He made us to glorify him. He didn't make us to glorify ourselves. See, that's where the world takes something very good. God made us, and we are very good, and, they, and the world will skew it. Be like, you are so good that you don't need anything else to rely on. You can do it all. You are powerful. You are strong. No, you aren't those things without God. You have his strength. You have the power of the spirit. We cannot take God out of the equation. We must look to him. We must think about him more than we think about ourselves. So when I say that, you know, during this time and and always that we, we really need to stop thinking about ourselves so much, it's not in a way that is self-loathing. It's in humility to just put us in our proper place. Think about him. Dwell on him. Dwell with him. Sit in his presence. Sit at his feet. Sit in his word. Listen to what he has to say far more than what anyone else has to say. If you're spending more time on the internet and on the news and on Netflix and with others listening and listening and listening to all these voices and then you give, you know, like five minutes of your day to sit in the word and listen to his voice, that's not balanced. We need to listen to his voice first. 
We need to hear him first because then we're able to discern who else we're listening to. Well, maybe I don't need to be scrolling the internet right now because this stuff doesn't really line up with what God is telling me in his word. Maybe I don't need to watch this show on Netflix right now because this doesn't line up with what I am hearing from the Lord in his word. Maybe these people aren't really the best influences on me because I'm letting them influence me more than Jesus. Think about him more than you think about yourself. And it's really the best thing you can do for yourself. So if you're feeling a little overwhelmed at Christmas, it's kind of sometimes it can just be because this season can magnify the issues that we're actually having all year round. We're not focused enough on him. So I want to hear what you think. I want to hear if you struggle with this. This is definitely something I struggle with. Again, I'm not over here like, ooh, you know, I'm telling everybody else what to do. I'm talking to myself. These are the things that the Lord has been showing me in my time lately with him is like, think about me more than you think about yourself. And guess what? I'll take care of you. Just look at me. Just look at me. Be with me. It's all about me. And it is. It's really all about him. So let me know what you think. Uh, you can reach out to me via email, Karen at simplylivingforhim.com. You can go to anchor.fm slash simplylivingforhim and leave me a voicemail. You can send me a message on Instagram or Facebook. I'd love to hear from you guys. Um, share this message with others. I really believe it's something that we all need to sort of sit down and, and evaluate. Are we thinking about ourselves more than we think about him? So let me know what you think. Um, I wish you all a beautiful, peace, and joy-filled Christmas season. I'll probably have one more episode or two before actual Christmas, and then we'll probably take a week off in between, um, but we'll see how it goes. Also, don't forget I have that special episode last week on, uh, or not last week, it was just a few days ago, on um, parenting and homeschooling teenagers and what happens after uh, they graduate. So kind of a really good episode, not just not really about academics so much, but really about like their hearts and our kids' hearts and are we pointing them to the Lord. And so I'd love to hear what you think about that episode as well. Um, if you're looking for Christmas gifts, Amazon has my three best-selling homeschooling books as well as my devotional, Less Clutter and More Joy, which is not just for homeschoolers, that's for any woman. If you want to spend more time in the Word, that devotional is designed to help you do so. Those would make great Christmas gifts this year. Um, you know, there's nothing better than to giving somebody the gift of helping point them to Jesus. So I hope that this episode encouraged you today. And until the next time, I wish you all the blessings and joy in Jesus today. Sing.